Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome into a Wednesday, January 25th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast presented by DraftKings. Julian Edlow here, your host, along with my co-host, Steve Buchanan, who will be doing a lot less co-hosting today because he can't speak. He has no voice. Steve, Correct. how are you? I'm here. So if you're listening, I am here, but I don't right, sound If you're, li- if you're yeah. listening, I'm here. All right. Um, I'll spare you Steve's voice and try and do most of the talking. Um, I give the better analysis anyway, so this works. Uh, let's, <laughs> we're going to recap that divisional weekend of four games. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to Johnny Avello for odds are, uh, I thought it was a really interesting week last week with, uh, the way that some of those, uh, results finished. Um, and then Steve and I will, uh, come back and preview the board for championship Sunday. Only three NFL football games left this season, two of yep. them on Sunday. Uh, so first we'll recap real quick. I'll start. Um, I had a pretty good feel for this weekend. Um, I've actually, you know, it's been a really difficult NFL year, uh, but down the stretch of the regular season and into the playoffs, um, I've been doing better. Uh, I lost on the over in Dallas, San Francisco. I thought that that was going to be a high scoring game um, with that poor Niners secondary. I thought Dallas would put up some points and I, San Francisco has put up points in every game with Purdy up till that point. Um didn't, didn't wind up getting there, but uh, on sides, I, I did well. I teased the Chiefs two ways. I had them in a bigger bet with the teaser of the century that everyone seemed to have. Um, yep. We'll hear from Johnny about it. Chiefs minus two and a half, Eagles minus one and a half. Got there easily. And then uh, Chiefs minus two and a half with Bengals up to ten and a half. So I didn't need the points with either of the teams I teased the Chiefs with, but I did need them with the Chiefs, obviously. Backdoor by the Jags. And then uh, my favorite bet of the weekend, my best bet of the weekend on the sweat, um, was Niners minus three and a half. And, uh, that came through, uh, for me. So solid, solid weekend with, with a lot of sides going my way. And then that teaser too, with the chiefs Jags, either side that you took was a hit. Right. I talked about that here on the show. Yeah. I texted you when I made that teaser and you said, Oh, I have the same teaser except Jacksonville plus 14 and a half. (laughs) Steve will be back in a second to share his thoughts. Man, this is a long cough. This is what I've been dealing with for the past few days now. Stay home. But uh, my best bet, Bengals, minus five and a half, got there easily. You got them plus five and a half, but you would have covered them all. Plus five and a half, too. Um, Plus five and a half got there easily. That was a no-brainer, in my opinion. All right. Well, I guess, you know, the Bengals' ATS record on the road and as a dog is getting ridiculous over these last two seasons. Um, the move has been ridiculous, uh, this week, something we'll talk to Johnny about and something I'm curious if you are going to keep riding the Bengals, because it's not just, is the market leveling off on the Bengals and finally finding an appropriate value on them, but it's also how many points do you shave off from Mahomes uh, and the ankle? So let's, uh, I guess quick recap there. So let's, let's go over to odds are with Johnny Avello. And when we come back, we will preview these two championship games. 
right, you hear the music, you know what it means. Time for Odds Are with Johnny Avello from DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, how are we doing this week? Really excellent, thank you. Are we really excellent? Because I want to talk about some really interesting results from the, what was it, divisional round of the NFL uh, playoffs. Let's start with how the book did on Saturday. The KC game lands on seven. Jags cover. Um, miraculous backdoor. Peterson kicks the field goal late. Uh, but KC cashes as the teaser leg. Um, you did say last week the Giants were getting real public. People were even playing on that money line. And that was just, that game was a, a rocking chair sweat for a lot of people. Um, Eagles blow out the Giants. But the Eagles were also popular in those teasers. So how did those just specifically sticking to Saturday, those games do together? Yeah, <clears throat> let's talk about that first game. You know, that's where taking anything from 7 to 11 points can come into play. Uh, sometimes it's really beneficial for your team to be down around 8 or 11 with a short time left. The defense gets a little softer. They give up those, yeah. you know, 7 to 10 yarders in the big part of the field, and then they tighten up on the shorter part of the field. Uh, so, and, you know, they kick the, need two scores. There you go, and you're covered. Uh, it's it's miraculous when you have it. It's a good feeling. When you're on the other side, it's a bad feeling. But how do we do on the games? Uh, just okay on the Jags game. The cover, uh, you know, was that, – that worked out okay for us. Uh, big handle on the game, but not as big as the Giants-Eagles. Uh, you, you're correct. They pounded the Giants like we thought they would, both side and money line. And that teaser – Money, that was cash, but that really didn't come into effect us too much, at least on the, you know, revenue side. So, uh, good day. Saturday was a good day. Let's talk about that Mahomes injury that that happened in-game where betters kind of scrambling to back the Jags live. Did you see, like, an unusual amount of in-game wagering during that game? Obviously, with someone like Mahomes going down, obviously worth a ton of points to the spread. And obviously, Chad, you know, Henny coming in, that's a massive downgrade for the Chiefs. So, did you see a lot of in-game action in favor of the Jags once that injury occurred? Well, you know, when the traders are trading the game, uh, you know, they have an algorithm that spits out. They go with that a lot of times, but they make adjustments on that sometimes, bit depending because they're watching the game and the algorithm knows nothing about what's going on in the game. So the traders made the adjustment immediately with the Mahomes potential injury. Uh, and then there was some jag money, but the adjustment was not enough for anyone to think they were stealing any money. They might have been getting two to one or somewhere in that area. But the game overall right was terrific, uh, you know, prior to the game and in game both. All right, Johnny, let's move on to Sunday. The public looks like they cleaned up trusting the Bengals uh, as the dog and the Niners as the favorite. The pros kind of went down on Buffalo. That one moved uh, a lot. Buffalo growing as a favorite. That one never really in doubt. Um, and then Dallas was in the game, but but key turnovers and and San Francisco advances at home. How did we do on those uh, on those two Sunday games? Uh, the handle on Sunday was bigger than Saturday as there was just, you know, there's a ton of college basketball, which dilutes the, the NFL share. Right. Uh, you know, the pros actually, Jules, didn't do too bad last weekend. Um, and one of those games was Cincy, but they took them at the high price, you know, the plus six. 
but overall, I think the pros had an okay weekend. For the book, it was a similar uh, situation as to Saturday. We won small on the Bengals build, and the world was on the Cowboys. So uh, that was a great outcome for that one. Were there any other notable results from the weekend, whether it was a big bet, uh, prop bet that was placed, or notable futures placed since the game ended over the weekend? Uh, we lost on all the touchdown scores. Uh, Kelsey, first in any time. Chase, yeah. first in any time. Schultz, first in any time. <laughs> Every time I went on Twitter last weekend, it was another person tweeting out their first touchdown parlays that were coming in for thousands of dollars right. on, all, on all the books. Exactly. Uh, and then you asked about, uh, you know, was there any future? The, the Bengals continue to take future money, and now they're the second choice at plus 250. Yeah. Not surprised by that. All right. We're going to go on to championship weekend, Johnny. Uh, we have to start in the AFC with this move all over the place on Cincinnati and Kansas City. Uh, take us through the line movement and what we've seen so far and try and explain why it's moved so much. How much of it is how good the Bengals have looked and people just accepting, you know, this team is, is better than we thought and how much of it is Mahomes' ankle because Casey opens uh, – favored Bengals have gone all the way to touch two and a half. And now it's kind of coming back closer to a pick. And we're talking right now on Wednesday afternoon, by the time you listen to this, it could, it could move again. It's been uh, one of the more wild championship games to try and track this movement. Yeah, it has. Wow. This game has been everywhere in the low numbers areas. Like you mentioned, Kansas city opened one and a half point favorite. Uh, and that would have been a higher number with 100% Mahomes. So yeah. adjustments were already made, uh, but may not made enough for the betters. Uh, the betters took it to pick. Then it was since he won, one and a half, all the way up to two and a half, like you mentioned. And then the light bulb must have gone off, uh, guys, because some betters thought, wait, this is Mahomes, and he will play, uh, and he can at least jog, and you know he'll be in treatments this week. And then since he has... Uh, you know, a shifted offensive line and beat up the Bills who really look like crap, to be honest with you. So the game is now down to Cincy minus one. Um, you know, where's it going from here? Uh, you know, I can't tell you for sure. It could come back to uh, Kansas City one if there's great news out there on Mahomes or it could go up a little bit. But, you know, I don't think it's reaching Cincy three because that's that's a take for everyone. Yeah. And then let's look over in the NFC. We're seeing the Eagles grow as favorites, hosting the Niners this weekend. Where do you feel like this line ultimately closes? I don't think this one closes three either. Although we, you know, we opened Eagles one and a half, and now it's up to two and a half. I believe the threes will get gobbled up, and the public will, you know, play to 49ers on the money line anyway in this game. So. That's the deterrent for us actually going to three, knowing that there's going to be 49 or money line money coming in. Um, any significant play on the totals? We haven't really talked about those. Uh, but again, like a Mahomes ankle, if he's not himself, or even if he starts and we wind up seeing any Chad Henny, like that could influence people to to maybe play an under. Um, do, do you think we see any total movement or has there been any significant play on any side so far? You know, the totals have been going under in all these games, so there's no reason to think that trend wouldn't, you know, change in the matchups we have here and the circumstances. 
but the public is most likely going to bet them over again. So we open Eagles 49ers 49 and a half. We're currently at 46 and a half. Probably stay in that vicinity. And then the Bengals Chiefs total open 47 and a half. That's currently at 47 after dropping as low as 46. Just went back to 47 uh, this morning. We were as low as 46 and a half. Um, and that seems to be also about right. So I wouldn't expect too much, uh, too much more movement there. And then to kind of close this out, any major action in the prop market early in the week? Uh, obviously, I would assume that Patrick Mahomes unders is something that's been very popular as well. Yeah, um, you know, what we're seeing is the same old touchdown, score, score. Uh, so <laughs> that's what we're kind of seeing so far. So we're seeing uh, McCaffrey, Hertz, Kittle, Kelsey, and Chase, uh, and Mixon, you know, all first – Touchdown scorers and anytime scorers. Sorry, guys. I think I blacked out there for a minute, didn't I? No, that's fine. I was oh, reading. That, that That's a great segment. We're giving Samir uh, cutting his workout for him. We can't make his job too easy. He's going to have a blast doing some editing there. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that you could give Samir some work, Johnny. Um, and, and I'm happy to hear that you're a big slot machine fan because that's absolutely what that was. <laughs> that was actually my phone. And the reason I put that slot machine ring on it is so I can hear it. Uh, there, were, <laughs> there were times with the old, uh, you know, Apple ring that it comes with that yeah. I didn't pick up on it. This one I pick up on. Every oh, you can time. hear that one for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a lot of answers to the NFL questions that we want this week. And we got our Friday blooper clip. Um, so we got it all. Odds are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, thank you as always for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk soon. <laughs>All right, thanks as always to the director of DraftKings Sportsbook, Mr. Johnny Avello, for shedding some light on uh, this past weekend's game and this upcoming weekend's games. Um, Now let's preview these two, Steve. Uh, The NFC game is first, so I guess we'll we'll start there. Um, And this might be one of my favorite games of the playoffs. After... Saturday night when the Eagles blew out the Giants. First of all, who looks the worst after last weekend of all the NFL teams? The Minnesota Vikings look awful because they lose at home to the Giants. Two teams that everybody thinks aren't that good. And then the Giants come and kind of show that to us by just getting mopped in Philly. Um, I I said after that game, like, hmm, maybe a good spot to fade the Eagles after everyone's seeing this on the big Saturday night primetime game. Let's see what next week, uh, let's see what the NFC game looks like and see where we're at. Then I watched the uh, Niners-Dallas game. And then I did some research on on the Niners going on the road. Um, I love the Eagles. They're one of my favorite bets this year in yep. NFL in this game. They get the extra day of uh, rest, extra day of prep. They're at home where they've been absolutely dominant. If we yep. throw out a home game with Minshew where they lost to the Saints, um, I believe Hertz is 8-1 and one straight up and 7-2 and two against the spread at home. He's 8-1 and one in the first half and 8-1 and one against the first half spread. And the Eagles are scoring just over 22 points per game in the first half of home games that Hertz plays in. Right. They win the first half, and then they close out the game. So I'm betting Eagles first half. I'm laying the two and a half with the Eagles. I think the money – I would really like one 
35-140 money line. It's sitting 145 on DK Sportsbook. I think in a game like this, um, you know, you're more prone. In a regular season game, I would lay two and a half. Um, but in a game like this, you kind of look at the minus 145 money line a little bit more. Um, and I would be fine with with playing that. Eagles are dominant at home. They have the they have a fantastic pass defense to defend against whatever Purdy's going to do. And they have linebackers and a D-line. Like, I think a lot of people were just a week premature on Dallas last week saying that Purdy's going to make a mistake at some point in that Dallas D-line. And they held him in check. He looked like he might come undone in some points and only scored 19 points, the fewest he's scored in a game yet. Yep. But they were still able to get it done. Now you go on the road to Philly in this atmosphere facing this defense. I'm convinced that this is the spot that it comes undone. Not even Might not even be undone, but that the mistake, the crucial mistake is made by Brock Purdy. The Niners... First of all, they played a neutral against Arizona and Mexico. So they only played seven true road games this year. Four of them were in the first six weeks of the season. Yep. They've played three road games since October 16th. That's insane. These games are going to be played on January 29th. Yep. That's insane. Um, the And, you know, you look at the road games that, like, they did okay. Purdy's 2-0 and on the road. Short week, one in Seattle and covered. And then... uh New Year's Day is the last time this team has even traveled, so it's been almost a month. They give up 34 in Vegas. They're just good enough to put up 37 to win the game in overtime. I know it's a com- it's apples to oranges. It's a completely different team at the start of the season. But of those four road games in the first six weeks, the only one they won was Carolina, when Carolina stunk before they even got a little good. Other than that, they lost in Chicago. They lost in Denver. They yep. lost in Atlanta. Um, we have nothing on what this Niners team is going to be on the road other than Seattle, who they know well, and uh, a Raiders team that had just made the switch to Jarrett Stidham. We have nothing on this team on the road, and now they're going to go to one of the harshest environments to play in with Brock Purdy. I uh, The Eagles, you know, good run defense for the Niners. Eagles run the ball well, so that's strength on strength. They haven't played, faced any running quarterbacks. I think Hurts will get loose. And A.J. Brown downfield against that secondary, Devonta Smith. Like, I, yep. I love this spot for the Eagles the more that I look into it. And when you look at the opponents, too, that Purdy has faced since he's taken over, you got Miami, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Washington, the Raiders, Cardinals, Seattle, Dallas. Yep. One, the only team defensively that has been strong was last week against Dallas. Right. And they and put up 19 and needed the DAC interceptions to get there. Yep. Yep. So now you're going up against a very strong Eagles team that completely just ran over the Giants. And one thing I think that wasn't that's not really talked about, Jalen Hurts only threw 24 pass attempts in that game. That's the lowest he's had all season long. Yeah. So they didn't even really need to kick it into high gear with him. Ran the ball nine times for 34 yards. That was great. He looked good on the, on the limit amount that they needed him. But I almost view that like, not like it was a, like you almost weren't even using him the whole game because you didn't need to. And they were happy to run the ball and kind of conserve him for the game that they are going to need him in against the 49ers. So I'm with you. The more that I'm looking into this, the more that I'm liking the Eagles. Getting them under a field goal, I think is even better. So you're getting them a minus two and a half here. Yep. I'm probably um, 
I, I like the Eagles a lot. I think this is where the 49ers do end up falling. Um, they've looked great. I'm not taking away anything that they have done up until this point. I mean, you play the schedule you're given, but right. they've had a pretty easy schedule since Purdy has taken over. This is probably the toughest matchup that they're going to endure, and this might be the end. It's 100% the toughest matchup that they're going to have this season. The only similarly level game that they played, um, they hosted the Chiefs and were one-point underdogs and got blown out, gave up 40-something, put up 20-something, got blown out at home by the Chiefs. This is only the third time this year the Niners have been underdogs, which shows you how light the schedule is. One-point dogs to the Chiefs, and they got mopped. And they were one-point road dogs to the Rams early in the season when they still had Stafford before we knew that they stunk. And yeah. the, the Niners showed up in that game because they're a good team and they kind of own that matchup. Um, so, yeah, two-and-a-half-point dogs, largest underdogs of the season. The only road uh, the only road team that they played that had a better record, that finished with a better record than 7-10, and 10, was their Thursday night game in Seattle. Oh. That's the only road game that they played with the team against a team that was better that finished better than seven and ten. Um, I'm <laughs> probably too convinced that this is an Eagles spot, and it's starting to scare me. Um, real quick before we go to the AFC props, I'm on a couple here. Um, I really I, I should have I should be looking at more because I should be starting to consider maybe uh, some rushing or passing unders for the Niners, which I haven't really gotten to yet. So I'll mention that. I haven't done my research on Niners unders yet, but there could be something to come there from me uh, in my article. But Niners haven't faced a running quarterback this season. The only time they did was Hurts in week, uh, sorry, Fields in week one. And you'll remember that was like a torrential downpour game in Chicago that they lost. Last year, they faced Hurts. He went well over uh, what his rushing prop is listed at this week. Um, they faced Fields again last year, and Fields went off for, for a massive day. Hurts, as we record, is 47 and a half rushing yards, and they let Mariota get into the 50s last year rushing. I like Hurts over 47 and a half, and then I, I want to I fade the Niners secondary in some way. And AJ Brown is the way, whether it's receiving yards or just long reception to to break one. I like AJ Brown a lot. I like taking uh, the under two thirty one and a half for passing and rushing yards for Purdy. He's not running a lot, right? Like he's getting these little bits, but it's like when you look at his game log, you know, three four four two one. That's talking about his rushing attempts, and he's like at eight sixteen seven minus three minus two, so. When you look at his rushing yards and his passing yards, they're giving him about 12 rushing yards in that pass and rush combined. Because right now his passing yards is at 219 and a half. So I, I like taking the under there because I like the under 219 and a half for his passing yards. Yeah. So if I'm not thinking he's going to be getting much on the ground anyways, um, I don't mind taking that under 231 and a half for the pass and rushing yards at minus 115. I think that's a way to kind of do that too. Give yourself a little bit of a wiggle room because like I said, it's not like Purdy is taking off intentionally it looks like it's almost like he's taken off because of you know the pressure that he's facing in front of him they're not designing for him to run per se so i like taking that under 231 and a half passing and rushing yards the only pushback that i would give you on that and i mostly agree with your bet and i definitely like the under for purdy on the yardage uh passing 
<clears throat> is that he's won every game. The Niners have been playing from ahead every game. Yeah, right. If they get down, sure. is he a guy that will scramble more? We don't have the answer yet. So yeah. if he does wind up rushing, you know, three times for 30 yards, then it gives you a worse number on the under for the passing yards. Um, but yeah, I, for the most part, I agree with you there. Um, all right. Let's go to the AFC. Like we talked about with Johnny, this game has been all over the place in terms of the number. Kansas City has been as high as a two and a half point home dog at Arrowhead. And now as we record, we'll go with the number uh, Bengals laying one. They're minus 125 on the money line. Total set at 47. Uh, I'll let you go. I started the other game. I'll let you. You're the Bengals guy. I'll let you go first here. Well, it's amazing, too, because this has gotten as high as two and a half in favor of the Chiefs, now back down to one for the Chiefs as underdogs. I mean, I'm just going to continue to ride with the Bengals. It's just at at what number? Like, at what number am I going to end up firing on this? Because this has really been all over the place, right? Like, that's kind of where... I don't think you can do... Like, if you like the Bengals to win the game... You just I don't think you can do anything line. more than like a pick 'em type of number. Maybe the minus one twenty money line is yeah. close enough to a pick 'em, but like I don't think you can start to go to the point where they're favored by any more than a point or a minus one twenty. Right. That's where I feel like you have to draw the line. No, I, I I agree, and that's kind of where I was leading to. Is that I think I'm just going to end, end up taking them on the money line. This is right as we record. They said it's at minus one twenty five. Everybody was so concerned that that offensive line was going to be their downfall against the Bills. It was not that at all. It never was that. That wasn't even an issue, really, in that game because Burrow was able to do whatever he pleased against that Bills secondary. Now you're going up against another bad secondary in the Chiefs. And you know what? To be fair, for as good as the Bengals did look last week, the Bills at least two or three times shot themselves in the foot with just unnecessary penalties. Like that hold by Tredavious White near the end zone. I forget which touchdown drive it was. But it was so blatant and it gave them that extra 15 for the pass interference and it was like it didn't need to get to that point. So the Bills definitely didn't help themselves in that regime. But to be fair, I thought the Bills, excuse me, I thought thought the Bengals just looked flat out dominant in that game. The the problem is, is that we don't know how Mahomes is really going to look, right? And, and And that's the concern is are we undervaluing Mahomes in a playoff game at home against a team that does have a banged up offensive line. We probably are. We probably are. But if he looks anything like he did during the game last week, I think he's very beatable because even though Mahomes is strong in the pocket, what makes him different is how good he is out of the pocket. And if he's not able to create those plays out of the pocket, then what kind of quarterback is Mahomes at the end of the day? Right, like, wouldn't you say like his biggest one of his biggest strengths is, is creating plays out of the pocket? I think it. You have to say that it, it is, but it's also his arm strength from in in right. the pocket. Like, I, I saw something on Twitter, you know, grading him as a as a quarterback after he came back from the ankle injury, and he's still graded as one of the best. You know, limited sample size, but if you use the numbers, he still grades as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think he's still going to be great. He's just not going to be those ridiculous scramble plays that we that we see out of him and the other thing is like if you want to talk yourself into Mahomes his arm strength like if there's anybody that doesn't need all the leg power from one of their legs to throw it's him but he's still going to get what he needs to get on the ball um for me what gets lost here is that if we didn't have the Mahomes ankle injury to talk about which 
we do and we need to, and it's a huge part of this game. Like we're forgetting the revenge spot here. Kansas City was up. Kansas City had that game won, the AFC title game won last year at halftime, and Mahomes puked all over himself. Yeah. Uh, and we were watching one of the primetime games recently that the Chiefs were on, and I think it was Collinsworth that said, um, like they were in their pre-record meeting, Mahomes like unprompted said, oh yeah, and I choked in the AFC championship game last year. Yeah. Like he remembers that. Like at some point there's going to be a revenge spot here for the Chiefs. But – now that the ankle has cropped up, is this the spot? Like, the, this Bengals team owns the Chiefs. The, they won the three games they've played in the last 13 yeah. months. Uh, I, this is a game that I, like, can't pick until Sunday. I need to yeah. see exactly where we're at. And, uh, you know, sorry for the cold take and not having something on a side. But, like, I got to get to Sunday. I need to see Mahomes warm up a little bit. Like, yeah. um. This is one that if I'm betting it, I'm betting it at kickoff. Um, it, it's just got to be one of those games. So, so two I, I just, outfits. Go ahead. I just pulled up the numbers here too. I was curious about his yards per pass attempt this mm-hmm. season. He averages eight on the year. That game against the Jaguars was the lowest yards per pass attempt he's had on the year at 6.5. Okay. So there's there's that. Second after that was week nine against the Titans when he averaged only 6.6. But this is someone who's usually in seven and a half to nine range for yards All per right. pass attempt. So that's, that's where you got there on the yeah. Um Okay, so let me go to the let's go to the uh props in this one. Um I got two that I'll bring up. And one of them I put out a burrow prop at minus one thirty five on Monday. As we record, it's up to minus 165. So it's probably a small bet at this stage if you're just getting to it. Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. Hmm. The Chiefs have allowed the most passing touchdowns per game this year. 1.9 per game. So it's a good matchup right off the bat. The three games that Burrow's played against the Chiefs, all within the last 13 months, so relevant. Um, He has a total of eight, and he's gone for two or more in each of those three games. If you go to Burrow's season this year, including the playoff uh, the playoff games, um, he is twelve uh, twelve and six to the over on this number. Wow! But and that's the eighteen games because they didn't play the regular season game against uh, against Buffalo. So sixteen regular, two playoffs. He's twelve and six to the over. But three of the unders came in the three games against Baltimore. The Ravens have a top five pass defense in terms of passing touchdowns allowed. And they obviously have a ton of familiarity with Burrow from being in the division and playing him twice a year, in this case, three times a year. So take out the Ravens games. Burrow's 12-3 and three to the over here on having yep. two or more passing touchdowns. So I'm okay with some juice. No, I like that. I do like that a lot too. Cause, and one of the things too, and this kind of, these can kind of go hand in hand is that I love the overs for both chase and Higgins this week. I think they both can equally have good games and that's because in coverage, both these guys are going to be seeing Jalen Watson, who, who ended up grading out as one of the worst corners in the league. He was inside the top 20 in the league. You look at his numbers across the board when he's been targeted in coverage He's allowed a 65% reception rate, over 11 yards per reception, and four touchdowns allowed in coverage. 
he's going to be seeing both Higgins and Chase in coverage in this game. I mean, two guys that can obviously put up some huge numbers here, but obviously Chase has the huge number here, 82 and a half for his receiving, for his receiving yards. Higgins is at 57 and a half. And I know he's been quiet the past few weeks, but this matchup sets up really well for Higgins. So if I had to put them in order, what I feel most comfortable with, I would take Higgins first over Chase, but I do actually feel like that both of these guys can go over those numbers uh, this week. And one for the Kansas City side before we get out of here. I probably would have liked Kelsey goes over 100 yards in the playoffs every game. Yeah. I probably would have liked Kelsey to begin with. He's 76 and a half yards. He's six and a half receptions. But with what you just said, Mahomes throwing shorter and having that angle needs to get the ball out quicker because he can't scramble and needs to get the ball out quicker because he doesn't want to get hurt. I feel like Kelsey's going to be the guy even, even more so. Um, so I, I like Kelsey props, uh, just to kind of neutralize things on the, uh, Kansas city side. He's got to go to Kelsey, uh, potentially more than he, he usually does, which is a ton in these postseason games. I feel, I think that also could be something good for McKinnon too. I mean, he was kind of used as in a blocking role a lot more last week because they needed that extra guy to kind of protect Mahomes. But if you need to get the ball out quick, he's been that guy really aside from last week. And the last thing I'll say on Kelsey he seems to catch passes from Chad Henney too. So right. if anything were to happen in this game where Mahomes can no longer go, um, your your Kelsey props should should remain safe. But to be fair, he needs to be carted off the field for him to be out of that game. Yeah, I mean, you saw his – Mahomes has toughness. Credit him for that, smashing his helmet on the sideline because they had to bring him back into the locker room. Um, he wants to play. So, yeah, he it's going to have to be – it's going to have to be bad for him for him not to be out there in this game for sure. Um, any closing championship weekend thoughts, Steve? Um, actually, let me pose this to you. and Because uh, I've seen this a lot on Twitter. If you look at the odds to, to win it all. Very tight group. Very tight group. Is there an advantage to taking somebody now? So I've been struggling with that this week because me too. <laughs> me too. Well, because I think I'm most confident that the Eagles are going to get there. Like mm-hmm. I said, I can't pick the AFC game right now, but I love the Eagles in the NFC. Yeah. But I think I favor the AFC team over the Eagles when they get there. So now do I have to bet Bengals over Eagles and Chiefs over Eagles? Now I'm betting two and I'm losing a little bit of my value. So that's my predicament. I'm most confident that the Eagles get there. But if the Bengals get there, like they're plowing through teams on the road and they've been there last year against an Eagles team that's there for the first time. Like I like the Bengals in that in that spot. Um, and if so you can, you can take the AFC conference to win at minus 120. Right. So is that a good price? Because like if the Chiefs win, that means that they can win with whatever shape Mahomes is and now he gets two weeks off and like he's probably going to be in pretty solid shape for the Super Bowl Um, maybe it's that AFC minus 120 are we going to beat the money line price on on the AFC team Um, and if I'm wrong and it's the Niners the Niners uh, is the AFC team a bigger favorite over the Niners than the Eagles yeah I don't don't hate that I, I do like the AFC because, like, what would you price a Bengals-Eagles matchup to be? 
I mean, they're favored at Arrowhead right now. They wouldn't be if it wasn't from a home's ankle. Because, like, I feel like it might be Eagles minus two and a half. Well, then you're getting a bad price. Right. That's why we're talking about this together. We're just working this out out loud. I know. Yeah. I, all the parody, like, I, I think that if you have a hunch on who's going to win the Super Bowl, if you really like someone to win the Super Bowl, you should bet them to win the Super Bowl at this point. Yeah. But the rest of the props, particularly if you like an AFC team, if you like the Chiefs or Bengals more than one of the other, bet them to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Um, but from my stance where I just can't pick this AFC game yet, I I don't know if I have anything futures market-wise. That's fair. I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with right now. It's a uh, parody. Tight yeah. board. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. That'll do it for us on Unreasonable Odds. Steve's going to go rest his voice. Um, we will be back with you next week. Um, I'll do a brief Super Bowl preview and then going to preview the Saturday college hoops board. Um, and then Steve and I will be back the following week, Super Bowl week, to go over that board. Bonus play. If you listen till the end, bonus play. This is what you get for listening to the end. On Saturday night, the Kansas Jayhawks, who are on a three-game losing streak, unprecedented stuff, travel to Kentucky, to Lexington, to play a bad Kentucky team that has started to piece some games together after hitting rock bottom. Ken Palm has this game, Kansas by one. If that line comes out, Kansas minus one, minus 120 money line, Kansas, strong play Saturday night on the college basketball board. Listen till the end, you have bonus plays. Thanks. All right, talk to you next week. Bye. For Steve, for Julian, Unreasonable Odds Podcast presented by DraftKings. Music. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you know anyone that has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.